Welcome to Tales of Candor with me, Albert Shaw. Today I'm going to be talking about vanity and thinking about um, how it's an addictive and toxic thing um, and how that plays out in dating, um, especially online dating and using apps like Grindr. Um, and what I really want to sort of think about is the evil queen from Snow White um, as a sort of metaphor and uh, I think um, I think she's she's a really good metaphor and it's obviously this is meant to be tongue-in-cheek and I'm throwing around the word queen so uh, let's uh, let's be clear I'm talking about myself and my own bad habits here before I'm judging anybody else's so if you feel like I'm critiquing anyone I am critiquing myself first and if you have that in common with me that's cool we have this in common you don't have to keep it a secret but what I'm thinking about is that evil queen and how every day she gets up and she says you know magic mirror on the wall who's the fairest of them all and it's an addiction, it's this addictive process of being told that you're attractive. And I'm starting to wonder if that's what online dating, particularly apps like Tinder and Grindr on your phone are. Like, I'm starting to wonder if I'm not the only one who really isn't using it because they're looking for love or even to have a casual fling with somebody, but they're using it just to find out if they're still attractive and I, I wonder if I'm I if I'm honest that's why I use it sometimes that's why I am on these apps is to find out if I'm here will someone hit on me if I'm here will someone find me attractive am I still attractive and that is just the same it's just the same as that question mirror mirror on the wall who's the fairest of them all and and I think that it makes it makes you very brittle um, it makes you very uh, needy because it doesn't matter how many times you ask that question and how many times you get the answer yeah you know what you are the fairest in the land turns out you're going to feel the need to ask that question again and again and again and it's going to eat away at you and I think that using Grinder is the same thing when you start to use something like Grinder or Tinder, or even if you're going out and you're going on the single scene, I think that that vanity is never really satisfied and you're always going to be looking for someone to find you attractive and to validate that need for attraction. And and so I'm wondering if last time when I was talking about the good, the bad and the ugly um, in uh, the episode before last I'm wondering if a lot of that toxicity, toxicity, is toxicity a word? I hope it's a word. But I, I'm wondering if that toxicity stems from this this gnawing vanity. You know, vanity sounds like such a luxurious vice, but really it's it's a demanding addiction for approval. And I think that's scary because there is no addiction in the world that's good for you. You know, whether you're addicted to drugs, to drink, to sex, to affection, to 
whatever, whenever you depend on something to function, if you, you know, if you're getting up in the morning and you're living for that next drink or that next hit or that next time someone turns around and says, yeah, you're attractive. And I wonder if that's why people is, um, the people are, (laughs) I wonder if that's why people cheat because there's this little vanity, um, part of them that, uh, that they need to go out, they still need to go out and make sure that someone else finds them attractive, you know? And no amount of love from someone who's committed to them will ever feed that vanity. It has to be someone new, it has to be someone else. Um, and so this is why I think that, you know what, our phones are becoming like that mirror and we're addicted to our phones, not because we feel amazing when we take selfies, not because we're proud of ourselves when we're on Grinder or Tinder, but because we want someone else to tell us that we're still valid, to give us that, you know, we're still fresh. And where is that coming from? And I, I just think, you know, there's a whole cycle of things happening and there's a lot of people making money out of it. You know, whether they're advertising um, you know, advertising through these apps or getting money out of the advertising. It's its eating at this addiction. It's really, it's really feeding off that. And that's incredible when we start to think about actually this weakness, this vice that we all share, that need to feel attractive. Someone's making a lot of money out of it. And, you know, increasingly it's in our pocket, you know, That question doesn't go away quick enough. It certainly doesn't go away quicker than we can get out the phone, load up the app, and hope to hear that ping or that blip or whatever sound it is we're used to hearing. And that's scary. Because when, you know, in times gone by, perhaps we just have to wait. You just have to wait the next time you're on a night out. You just have to wait to the next time that you met somebody at a party, but now the party doesn't stop. It's always there, it's always online. And if you are hooked into that need, that vanity, that need for approval, attention, you, you can't ever build up that resilience to do without it because it's always gonna be quicker to feed the beast now thanks to things like Grindr, thanks to things like Tinder. I'm not saying it's the app's fault. I'm not saying it's anyone's fault. But I think we do need to acknowledge the fact that people complain about time wasters. People complain about, you know, people not talking to one another. But if we're a community, you know, if if we're engineering these localised communities of addicts, for want of a better word, of of people who have this need, we need to start being more open about it, you know? If there are 10 people out of 100 on Grindr who just need someone to say, you're a beautiful person, I think you're attractive, and that's the only reason they're there, actually what we need to address is, why are they forgetting? Why are you relying on someone else to know what the truth is, what's so patently obvious, you know? And... And I think that can only be combated as a community by forming networks, support networks. I I don't know how else it can be tackled. But the sad thing is we're treating it like this dirty secret. So we're perpetuating it when we could be 
helping each other. And and I think the saddest thing about Grinder is wherever I wasn't, wherever I was, yeah, wherever I was, in inverted commas, in the world, trying to find people to interview for the blog, um, there would always be people who were literally just there looking for that connection and that, and then not even just to actually meet up with somebody, but to know that someone found them attractive. Not to meet up with them, but just to know that they would agree to meet up with them. And the other side of that is that vicious, vicious cycle of people reading other people's profiles that state things as absolutes. And when people are stating things like, you know, an age group, a skin colour, a height, a body type, you know, masculine or feminine behaviour, when those become absolutes and we create this hierarchy around it, vanity loves that because then we can pitch ourselves against it. You know, I'm better than this person, I'm better than that person. And that's scary. But it all bleeds into it. And and instead of any of us admitting, you know what, I'm here because I'm lonely and I'm here because I'm vain. That's okay. It's not a crime. You didn't hurt anyone. But until we start admitting that and forming friendships that are open and honest, that vanity is going to keep eating away and that magic mirror you know what that magic mirror does is as soon as someone else is at the top of the tree we don't want to form a friendship with them we want to tear them down and that's why it's so toxic because we live in a world where we have to be the best we have to be the most attractive we have to be the one that people desire and are reaching out toward and as soon as we're not instead of becoming a community we're becoming more isolated and that's scary, you know, because where does what you know the, the the evil queen at the end of Snow White ends up haggard and old in order to succeed? You know, she she disguises herself rather than celebrating what she has, and that, I think that's scary, and I think that's frightening because I think there's there's some real truth in that fairy tale. Um, so anyway, that's my take on vanity, grinder as a magic mirror. Um, think about, you know, why do you go on Grinder? What are your objectives? What are you really getting out of it when you load up the app? Um, you know, leave comments for me. Share the uh, podcast. Leave comments in the video. Um, and obviously, you know, if you want to read inspiring stories by gay men from around the world, visit talesofcando.com. And I'll be back again next week for the next episode of the Tales of Candor podcast. <laughs>